This podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Does Father Know Best? It is me, and I'm going to pronounce the name correctly, since my father, when he does the introduction, never does it correctly. It is me, John Wangland, Johnny Podcasting, the hashtag Scandinavian God here, and I am here with my father, the one, the only, the infamous Stanley Edward Everett Whatever the hell his middle name is, Wanglin. What's up, man? Hey, man. It's uh, it's kind of a crazy day. It's uh, everything's for me is going fine, but then I'm not a person of color. You know, uh, in, in the United States, uh, I was uh, waiting for the uh, spaceship to fly off there. The uh, put two astronauts on the moon. No, not the moon. Excuse me, to send the first astronauts uh, up in outer space from U.S. soil for the first time in ten years something good, but I had the terrible, the terrible misfortune of uh, seeing that horrible uh, video live in person of the story that I read yesterday on uh, George Floyd from Minneapolis. And, oh my uh, Lord, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it ranks up there uh, with me with uh, the image of the, uh, which the show I did, you said that, that you, you couldn't sleep for like a week when uh, the show I did on the father and his daughter, yeah, it's Rio Grande. This was, this was, I, I don't know if this was just as bad, worse. I don't know how you can, one can be worse than the other. Watching a human being for, for no friggin' reason being choked to death right in front of your eyes. And uh, I mean, I've seen a million of these videos from the police. I'm not anti-police, but uh, uh, you, you know, a lot of people think we've been living in a police state for a long time and more to follow. But uh, I've seen that crap ever since uh, the 60s and 70s when I was a kid, when there were the Chicago police riots and they were busting heads. And when people go off and that, that was nothing more than people have become desensitized to this stuff. It was a disgusting video. And if you haven't seen it, I don't suggest watching it. It's extremely it's extremely graphic. And you, you, you literally watch a guy that's begging for his life, that's being choked to death by these just awful police officers. and just it's 10 minutes uh, of just treachery you watch somebody basically die right before your eyes man yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. i don't suggest going and watching it for that um it, it'll definitely it'll definitely haunt you uh for sure you know it's it's just you know let's be real man you know people that are of color you know are at a huge disadvantage and they get treated like that i mean what was what were they stopping him for or arresting him potentially for? Yeah, uh, allegedly he had been accused of uh, and he was actually a, a person who was well liked and he, he worked in some kind of security capacity uh, somewhere in the, the area. What I understand from reading the papers and from what I've seen is that uh, there were some allegations that he was uh, forging something. And you you can see the, the beginning part of the film where he was you know taken out and arrested. He was perfectly peaceful in handcuffs and then he sat on the ground and however it went haywire from there uh was the other tragedy but it was a minor thing uh kind of like um you know uh kind of like the uh, deal uh what was it a couple of years ago the eric garner the guy in the new york selling cigarettes loose cigarettes yeah and yeah. the bulls got him and, and the same shit where he's saying i can't breathe and big heavy guy big, big heavy black guy and three of these bulls on top of him and uh Forgive me, that's the term I got to use, man. You know, that they're bulls out there. They're doing their bit. And uh, they're setting the, the, you know, guys selling cigarettes, man. Selling loose cigarettes. And they choked them to death. Same bullshit. Or the video, uh, I know you've seen the one where the guy's with his uh, girlfriend in the car. These aren't made up, man. These aren't fake news. Uh, they're right there, right in front of your eyes. Guys in the car, cop comes over and, you know, uh, hey, you know, you got a tail light out. Yeah, hey. Give me your uh, registration. Remember that one? He goes, his girlfriend's in the car. They shoot his arm off. Yep. Or the guy in the hotel. Uh, in Arizona. Hallway. Yeah, in Arizona. The four cops yeah. there, they unload all the guns. Guys, get up, sit down. Get. And he says, don't shoot me. I don't, what do you want me to do? Boom, 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 boom. 
than the other black guy who was a, a social worker or whatever with the autistic kid. And the cop comes right up behind him and shoots him. And he's saying, I'm a social worker. Come on, man. The you know, George so, Floyd yeah. thing, for those who don't know or haven't seen it, is he's an African-American gentleman, and they were allegedly arresting him for, uh, as, uh, as, as my dad said, uh, forgery of some sorts, a minor, a minorized crime, you know, nothing that was a serious crime or anything like that. But he was being compliant. They have all the videos of everything. He was being 100% compliant with everything. He was following the rules and the guidelines they were giving him. And then they decide to push his face right into the ground and from there uh, sit over there and put their knees. The, the guy who's putting his knee in his throat as his head is against the ground in the concrete. And he's telling him he can't breathe. He can't breathe. There's people Baby. that are taping it that are telling him the same exact thing. They're like, sir, he can't breathe. You're, you're hurting him. There's no reason for this. Blah, 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 blah. And this guy just decides to just keep on deliberately doing it. And then the dope partner of his, that little punk snot nosed kid, man, he, he's trying to argue with these people, with, with these people about what mm -hmm. they're saying. And they literally watch them kill this guy because yeah. the guy goes lifeless. Oh, yeah. You see, you see him, you see him go right out. It, it, it looks, you know, you do a wrestling show. As a yeah. matter of fact, it looked like a wrestling move. And the, and so that people know what we're talking about, the, the cop who was on top of him, the guy who was handcuffed behind his back, he's got his body against the wheel, the front wheel, the front left wheel of the car, or the left rear wheel of the car, whatever it is. And then he has his left knee on the back of his neck, covering the back of his neck, going across his throat. And the son of a bitch, meaning the cop, is sitting there with his hand in his pocket on the leg, which is pinning his thing. You know, so he kind of presses his leg down. Yeah. And balance himself for maximum pressure on this guy. And the time you can time it yourself is seven minutes. Yep. Seven minutes. And then the guy is begging. He's begging. And as he's begging, the other cop is saying, well, we told you, you know, you, you, so what do you think now? And, you know, and I, I guess I'm going off on a rant here. I hope you don't mind. No, absolutely this. not. This but it's one of the reasons. So when it first came out, I used to I used to like to watch the show Cops for about a season. And then I would look at it, and I have to, you know, be honest with you guys. I grew up with people who were policemen. A lot, of, many of my friends became cops. When I was going to school to become a psychologist, I knew them very well. And it's the same shit, different day, man. These guys think there's two sets of rules. And I, like I said, many friends are policemen. All, all this stuff. It's like every soldier is a hero. Every nurse is a wonderful person. Every doctor is a good person. Every dentist is wonderful. Every policeman is honest. That's all bullshit, folks. That's all bullshit. There's two sets of rules. The rules for them and the rules for you and me. And that's the way it's always been. And, 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 and yes, of course, we need police. We need police who are trained to be like normal human beings. And if you don't want to be in a job that's dangerous, if you don't want to work with people who break the law, then don't fucking be a policeman, man. Yeah, get the fuck out, man. Don't yeah, do it. You don't want to be in the military. Uh, you know, you don't kill prisoners in the military. You're not Rambo. You're not from a fucking movie. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Have some fucking decency, you know? Yeah. I'm being serious, man. It's, it's you know, it's I, I couldn't watch the cop show was the point I was going to make. 90% of the time, they're they're coming down on some low life. And all they would have to say to that person is the same thing I did my entire career as a psychologist, working with socially and economically disadvantaged people, saying, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Treating people with respect. 
And you know how they would treat me 99.9% of the time? With respect right back. They loved it that somebody actually acknowledged them as a human being. So you, so you roll up on some some people of color or somebody that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, is uh, not of your race or not of your financial means or some, somebody that you think is a lowdown or a, or a deadbeat or something. So treat them with respect. Don't fire them up. You've seen all the time how they bait people. They bear bait people. They look to make somebody jump off or somebody does something. They're fired up on drugs. They're doing something. And then they start giving them a lecture and shit like that. Come on, man. Now, I know there's decent shows. There's decent policemen out there and everything. But there's a lot of other people out there, man. They're just provoking people. And they think that criminals are the enemy. And 90% of the criminals are nonviolent that are out there. United States has more fucking people in jail than the Soviet Union and and China combined. Did you know that? Yeah. We jail every fucking buddy. It's not a SWAT team. And what they, you know, they're all loaded for bail. Four people on that, that poor bastard. So unwarranted. So just unnecessary. The whole goddamn thing. And then the mayor comes out like he wants a fucking cookie because he canned them right off the bat. And I'm like, oh, man, wonderful. You you did your part, man. You, you, you shit can these guys. These guys need to be arrested for murder, man. Well, I, I I don't know if they did premeditated murder. I think what they at the very manslaughter least manslaughter or something. Yeah, to me it's manslaughter or homicide. You know, it's a, a, uh, I, I don't know what I don't know what the hell people are thinking. I know psychologists have a thing now with why these cops are shooting people without even that they're so conditioned to be afraid of these people to think that these people are the enemy that their body actually reacts before their their mind has already made a decision. And they're standing wow. there just fucking killing somebody. Now, you may have seen that in the military when you were in a well, combat situation. people that are conditioned to start acting like just, just complete deviants. Yeah, I've seen it, man. You know, you, no, no questions asked. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, they, they, we would have to follow an analogy. It was called, uh, you would say, shout, show, shove, shoot. So you'd shout at first to them, stop. If, if this was, I mean, if the situation was warranted, if you were immediately under fire, if you felt threatened in any way, you would shout, show, shove, shoot, man. You know, you'd shout, hey, stop. Shove was to show your uh, weapons and what you had, you know, and then you would shoot. And then that's the way you would go. It was an escalation of force that you would utilize. And I bet you people I, I bet you people played semantics with that, where they Always. did it as quick as a whistle. And then somebody said, yeah, they did all the three things. And you want to know something? Cops have been covering for people for years. Teachers have been covering for other teachers for years when they bungle up things. Doctors, have, you know, there's like a club in every one of these professions. Psychologists, when somebody makes a mistake in a testing, some other psychologists, oh, well, you know, that guy, I don't want to say that he uh, did a shitty job testing a person. You know, it could be a different interpretation. Everybody protects everybody else. Instead of just admitting when someone's at fault and taking stock in what you did was wrong. Well, yeah, or if it's, I mean, there are legitimate accidents. I mean, police are in very dangerous situations. They they can be very frightened. They can be very scared. They can make a mistake and kill somebody, and it can be actually a justifiable accent, accident. That, uh, you know, how many times a, a, a policeman, uh, an officer, goes into a, you know, a darkened room where somebody's been injured or somebody's been terribly hurt? And they're by themselves or some kid comes in there, a teenager, and they have a toy gun or some shit like that or something that looks like a weapon. What's the policeman supposed to do? Mm-hmm. He's thinking, you know, just like in the military, that's the fog of war. We're not talking about that. We're talking about four of these pricks who stand there with more armor than you had when you were in Iraq. They're wearing more armor than you had when you were in Iraq. They're better equipped than you were, and you were fighting the, the the goddamn Iraqis. Yep. Tell me, I'm not telling you the truth. No, you are. I mean, and it's ridiculous just to see that these guys so far have gotten away with this, you know, or they haven't been, when they were where they haven't had criminal charges put on their stupid asses, man. Because, you know, let's be real, guys like this, they're not cops, they're not good people, they're shit bags, man. And whatever they did here, there's no excuse for this actions. There's absolutely no excuse, in my opinion, for it. 
Well, you know, you you wonder why too. Uh, it's uh, you know the show. I you know t- t- today uh, maybe I got us off on a bad start. No, by, no, by hey, a hot topic, there. man, and it's well hot to talk about, man. Yeah, it is because I wanted to also talk about Major League Baseball players. Oh, we're going to no, no, no. I'm not saying, but I just wanted to make a segue here to something. As I was looking at the you know ML uh, you know MLB player contracts, trying to even understand what the issue was, which I still don't. I mean, I only had a partial thing. I'm looking at the hate comments that were just made to Keandre Miller, I guess, just a few days ago, getting signed by the Rangers. I don't know who he is. Could you tell me? Well, he's a, well yeah, he's a player. He's a, he's a really good hockey player uh, that got traded to the, uh, to the Rangers, and they were doing a live thing on Zoom and all kinds okay. of just terrible, uh, you know, you can Google them as we're talking here, uh, just terrible shit coming out to him. And then uh, a, a story just came out this uh, just the other day from uh, – a former uh, professional hockey player, and I guess was involved in a big incident in 2002, uh, Akim Alou, uh, who was, uh, uh, you know, a black player, black and Ukrainian player from Nigeria. His wow. father was Nigerian, his mother was Russian. And, uh, you know, prejudice in Russia comes to Canada. And then, man, read his stuff. It's like Jim Bouton's famous book, you know, for the Yankees, the famous picture called Ball Four. Mm-hmm. Where he said, "Yeah, baseball is a lot of fun. Not nah, what a bunch of scumbags, you know. Whitey Ford and Mickey Mantle and Billy Martin. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. If you're Whitey Ford, Billy Martin, and Mickey Mantle, mm-hmm. everybody else, look out, you know." And he was, you know, uh, you know, Jim Bouton was like kind of banned from baseball for writing the book. You know, there's uh, different people have different things. But the point of Keandre Miller and the point of uh, Akeem Malou ties right into this stuff with Mr. Floyd. The, the blatant racism in our country, it, it, it's just crazy, man. It's like uh, uh, not to bring any, uh, I have to bring one coronavirus thing into the fact black people and people of color and, uh, you know, uh, People, uh, you know, of, of, of Latinos and things like that, they're being fucking decimated from this thing, from this virus. We got 100,000 people that are dead. We broke that limit today. Mm-hmm. And people are predicting, uh, you know, reputable people are predicting, hey, man, you know, with a second wave of this stuff over the course, of the, this could be 200,000 people. And the proportion of people of color are huge, huge. Because they're, you know, they don't have the proper health care. They're not treated properly. They're the first to get fired, the last to get hired. You know, they have bad diets. They can't afford good food and things like that. Not everybody, you know, it, the, the meatpacking workers. And then you got, you know, hockey, you're a sports expert, not me. How many black players are in the National Hockey League? Uh, about a handful, probably. Yeah. I would say, you know, and the NHL, maybe 10 or 15 that I've that I've seen. But, you know, I could be wrong. Might even be less, might be a little bit more, but it's got to be right around there. Do you remember the story a couple of years ago from the from the soccer players in UK? The the one famous soccer player, I forget the guy who cried because he keeps getting, you know, he's he had enough and he goes to game game after game. He's one of the superstars. I forget the guy's name. They're calling him a monkey. Yep. Crazy. What kind, you know, what, what, what kind of world are we living on? in where that's acceptable? Well, yeah, it's like, what's going on, man? You know, like, what what's going on? And for those of you who are listening to the show, if you think this is just a rant or just, you know, hey, this is supposed to be, you know, does father know best or blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear anything now. I, man, I would be, I'd love to be talking about the uh, SpaceX launch and the wonderful thing about, you know, what humankind is capable of because. People do lots of wonderful things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, man, we we do dreadful things. And I have a grandson, your your son, mm-hmm. who when he goes out of the house, I've told him several times, man. I know you have. I've said, hey, you, I'm sorry to tell you, man, you've got to act different than other people because he's JLs from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And he in the summertime and, you know, in the wintertime, he's still a, a pretty, you know, dark fella, mm-hmm. you know, with his background in the summertime when he's out in the sun and everything. Am I right or wrong? No, absolutely. It's pretty darn dark. And there's racist people everywhere. Oh, man. 
this, this I mean, you saw it when we were in, when uh, when I lived in Oklahoma when I was downstation down oh, there. God. We were going out to eat. I mean, you could tell the story. We'd experienced it before. You had never seen that before, like that. So no, you're, I got blown away by it. Yeah, I, that, I was blown away by it. That was in the pizza the pizza place, and we were right outside of uh, Altus Air Force Base. And having been in the military myself, uh, you know, this is going back in the goddamn 60s and 70s. There, there were black people and white people hanging out together. I mean, you would think, I mean, that was unheard of then. Mm -hmm. That was not very popular. But because it was near a military base, it was relatively fine. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you can say what you want to say, and there's racism in the military, to be sure. Sure, there's racism everywhere. Everywhere. But it's it's very frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Extremely, yeah, absolutely. Extremely, and even then, it was very frowned upon. And people would say, "Hey, man, you know, if you, if you have that goddamn habit, keep it to yourself." Here, when I was in the military, they'd say, "Everybody's green, man. You're part of the green machine. Leave that yeah. at home. We're all one. We're not. We're not part yeah. of that crap." And and you learn that in a hurry, man. When you, when you get your ass shot off someplace, you don't. Yeah. You know, you don't give a shit if the guy coming to, to cover your ass is black. As a matter of fact, you you make these very deep friendships with people who are. You know, forget about just color. You may think everybody from the South is a dumbbell or they may think you're a Yankee. I actually had people call me a Yankee. They wound up falling in love with me, man. That was a great guy and me with them. You, you want to hear a funny story about that, though, before you tell the story about the pizza place? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Funny. So, I, I mean, I'm long gone, so I could say that it does exist for a reason. We, our group, um, you know, that we rode with when we were in Iraq, our, with, you know, our, our, our squad, our platoon, whatever you want to call it, for whatever branch you were, you know, and whatever you call it, you know, I'd equate it to a platoon. Um, Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. We were called the outlaws for a reason because... We were all the people of color and I'm white for those who've never seen my, you know, my face or anything about me here. I'm white. I'm Caucasian. Um, my wife and son um, are dark skin. My daughter is more lighter skin, but my wife is uh, is Asian, Pacific Islander, originally from the Philippines. But, you know, so I want to preface that right out there. So there was a, in our group, we were all with uh, we were with there was several Asian people in our group um, in our platoon. And then there was uh, mainly African American, and then there was about a handful, maybe about five or so of us of the white, of Caucasian white people. And we would always have a joke all the time about it because the other groups didn't like us; they didn't like to be around us. Some of them, and we would call these guys. They all had their heads shaved too. And I'm not saying they were neo Nazis or skinheads, but we would make a joke about it. And I kind of really thought they were many times some of these dudes because they. It was it was just ironic that we were the only people with anybody of color that was in our platoon. And we were actually, you know, the, the few of us were the minority because it was mainly people of color that was in this. And we had a running joke about it the whole time. And we would we would clown these guys about it. And they hated us, man. They would call us the outlaws because, you know, they looked at us like we were outlaws, man, because we were all the, we were all the people that nobody wanted. Um, we got all the shit missions, to be honest with you. We got sent to the shit places that sucked, the most dangerous places. And it wasn't done. It wasn't done not intentionally in our minds, man. And I still to this day, that's why I say I still think it's, it, it exists, even if it's not as overt as other things. You know, were, it there, still were the people with the shaved heads, were they white guys? All of them. Oh, OK. So so all the, so the basic uh, the, the majority of people were white and you were in a mixed uh, yep. company. Yep, yeah, our platoon. There was like four or five platoons in total, right. um, and then we were we were the second we were second platoon, and they and our nickname was the Outlaws, and we were all like there was like five white people, there was a handful of Asian guys, maybe about two or three, mm -hmm. uh, and then 
yeah, maybe five to seven white people, probably. Mm-hmm. If I, I could go back and look at the picture, but mainly it was at least well over 50% was African-American in it. And we were all strategically placed in this group for a reason. <laughs> you know, we had Hispanic people in it. And then the other group that we would have, that we would joke around with, but they, they hate it, but I still believe it to this day. Um, we would, we would call, <laughs> we would say they were like the KKK man. And that we would joke around when we'd be around them all the time. And they would go and hang out with just around them. And we'd be around our group and we'd say, shit, guys, watch out. You might get, they might try to lynch us tonight, <laughs> you know? And the, and, the African-American guys loved him, man. They were the best guys to, to ride with. We had such a great group of people mm-hmm. that we rode with. But we would get the shit missions. This is no lie, man. We would get all the worst places, the most dangerous places, the places with the worst facilities. And these guys would always get the cream puff ones where they're turning and burning and coming right home that night. They're going 45 minutes to an hour down the road while we're sitting out there going to all the dumpy places all the time, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you so you thought that was really racial? Absolutely, I knew it was, man. And you couldn't say it at the time because you just had to do what you needed to do. But to me, absolutely, man. That and that this, and this was what two thousand seven or nine? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah, guaranteed guaranteed it was, man. You know, now when I left, it was a way different military than when I came in. And that stuff wasn't acceptable in the military to put to people. But when you're in situations, people can easily overlook it. But I think people really started to kind of see it at some point later, you know, down the road, they would probably see it. And if you looked at it now, objectively, like they probably should have looked at it back then. Man, they would have said the same thing that I'm saying right now, man. That was some racist friggin' stuff that was going on over there. No doubt about it. Guaranteed, man. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. It was it was all racially done for those. And you know, we would we we took it with a grain of salt, you know, but think that these poor guys had to experience that all the time in their lives, most of them, or they had seen it at some points or the mm-hmm. other. You know, and you saw it when you came down to Oklahoma there and you could tell that yeah. story. Yeah, it's very simple. We were very proud to to see your uh, your, your base. It was very lovely. Uh, you have, you were head of the training class there. You were an instructor uh, down there. You had a beautiful, I mean, a really beautiful office. You had a beautiful home. Everything was very gorgeous. And uh, we just wanted to go out and just have some fun, a family night and go out and get a pizza. And, uh, you know, here we were, you handsome guy all done up in your uniform. Uh, I was in great shape with uh, mom and everything else like that. Letty, uh, very lovely. And there's JL. He's such a handsome kid. He's just, yeah. Cadence was just born. My daughter just born. That's why we have been down there 10 days old or something. Yeah. And here we have this beautiful baby and we're sitting there just having a pizza, just, you know, and, uh, they weren't like uh, some kind of like skinheads coming in that were like 18 or 22 or something. These were, you know, middle-aged and, uh, you know, a couple of older uh, Oklahomans, you know, who walked in there. And, uh, you know, as I was eating my pizza, you know, I'm a very, I'm always very aware of people's body language and everything. I guess from coming from Brooklyn, number one, I hate to keep prefacing that all the time, but also being a psychologist. I mean, I understand nonverbal behavior. That's what I do for a living, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and I, I sense these people staring at me. And they're looking at me like I'm supposed to be very upset with all of you that uh, you're with this uh, woman who's a person of color. And, uh, you know, me, I'm a very affectionate guy. As I recall, I'm always kissing on JL and kissing on the baby and kissing on your wife and my wife and you and everybody else. And holy Jesus, man, you could tell this was uh, not very good. I was getting really hot, man. Oh, you got mad. Yeah, I, I was really hot. I, you know, that was uh, that was really wrong, and it was it was it's really wrong to do to anybody. But in a military town, it's really wrong. Yeah, it's really wrong when people are protecting you know your life, and uh, people in uh, you know lunch meat Oklahoma are making their living off the military base mm-hmm. and families and everybody else who are down there, you know, maintaining their economy, and they actually have the balls. To come in and give you a hard time when you're not making your town a, a worse place, you're making it a better place. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's not like, uh, you know, Altus is a wonderful, it's it's the, it's the capital of the world, uh, you know, for <laughs> finding economy, you know? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's the people in Oklahoma were very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people on the military base, I found to be exceptionally nice. Absolutely. I said to your mother, I said, man, you, you know, I, I would live on base. In a moment, 
mm-hmm. in a minute. It was lovely. It's a lovely environment. What a shock to see that leaving a military base, a military base was like people treated you with respect and, and treated you with uh, courtesy, love, kindness uh, in a military base. Uh, you know, absolute respect and kindness. And then you go into the town and uh, people treat you like shit. Yeah. Not everybody. I mean, people didn't treat I me, mean, but, but yeah, just that's I, I was stunned. I was stunned in, in 2010 or whatever the hell it was that, you know, this is the 21st goddamn century, man. You kidding me? I mean, are, are you fooling me? Uh, it, you know, that that kind of stuff was just crazy. But you know something? You know where it comes from? Uh, you know, when all these stories like this terrible story about Mr. Floyd being choked to death. If you looked at that thing that happened in Central Park, did you see the video of that also about the woman yeah, with, with, with her with dog? The guy watching? Yeah, and the guy, great for him, is a noted bird watcher. But everybody knows you can't be a bird watcher if you're black, right? Yeah, of course not. You know, Lord That's help not, them. Black people don't do that. I mean, they're eating watermelon and fried chicken and uh, you know dancing in a minstrel show. And you know, of course, you know that I'm being ridiculous and yes. and, and not trying to be insulting to, to black yeah, people. Showing the stereotypes of the ignorant. Not even a stereotype. I mean, I, you must have people really believing crazy shit like that. And the woman sits there like out of a movie from the 1920s when black people were being, or were the 30s or 40s or 50s, where they're being shot on the street for like looking at a white woman the wrong way. And she actually pulls the, the card. You can see it yourself. Where she says, well, I'm going to tell him that you're saying you're going to kill me. And the guy says, go ahead and do it. You know, please, please do. You know, and he's, uh, you know, he's has his phone and he's, he's doing a thing. Now, why didn't she get arrested for, you know, a false thing? The police could have come there and they could have could have killed this guy. Yeah. Not a goddamn thing was done to her. Right. Of course not. As a matter of fact, she had her dog off the leash, which was not allowed. And since he goes there to bird watch, it's called the Brambles, I think it was and everything else. And, uh, you know, this happens all the time. People don't follow the rules. He simply said, reminded her that, you know, that he's watching birds. The dog should be off the leash, be on the leash. That is dangerous. And she wasn't going to take that from a black guy. No way. Talk about, uh, you know, uh, racial power, white privilege, uh, craziness. And, uh, hey, I come from New York City. You know, you, you think because there's so many people of color in New York City, you know, minorities are treated fairly by the police. Think again. Absolutely. And that's even if you're a, a policeman of color. They'll, they'll beat your ass in just as quick as a, as a white cop will. Because they're blue. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. It's just it's it's a disgrace. Crazy. And terrible it's a crazy thing. thing. It's a crazy sick thing. It's a, you know, you see it in hockey, you see it in uh, uh, you, your own family. You, you have to tell your grandchildren to be careful. You got to watch what you're doing if you're at a restaurant. I mean, how do you feel when, how did you feel when, uh, you know, mom and I, when JL got his license this year and he's riding around, he wants to go see his girlfriend. So he's got to drive out in the country here. We live in upstate New York. Holy shit, man. You know how many times I said to, um, to my wife, you know, to mom, I said, Holy Christ, jail's so polite. I, I hope he doesn't get stupid with anything or make a quick move. Or, you know, he's, he's studying. He wants to be in the military. He was doing security stuff and everything else like that. Jesus Christ, if he's wearing a security uniform, they'll say he was dressed up like a ninja or something. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, something crazy. Now, what do you think? Do you think I'm overdoing it? Am I over-dramatizing it? Am I just making... Uh, you know, uh, saying, uh, you, you know, America's bad or something like that or, or what? No, I think if anything, I think we're undervaluing it in a lot of ways. Because I think it's much more extreme than people even fathom to understand and that we could even understand. It's much more than even we're going to see. Yeah, when you have the president of the United States say just a few months ago, uh, uh, I, I should say it's more than a few months ago, last year. Uh, his famous thing in front of the uh, in front of the police that that uh, when he's having one of his rallies saying, and you know me, when you're putting I'm for policemen, when you're putting somebody in that backseat, you know, when you got them cuffed and you put your hand in front of their head. Remember what he said? No, I don't. Yeah, he said, I wouldn't be so gentle with them. It's OK. Hit the son of a bitch, you know, bang his head. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Wonderful you know, leader part, right there. 
Yeah, pardoning Joe Arpaio, pardoning all these lawbreakers, flaunting the law and everything else like that, you know, making fun of people, uh, you know, uh, racially, you know, picking them out. I mean, the, the people that the, the people that he, he became famous in New York wanting the death sentence for the, the five kids that went to jail for supposedly raping the um, the uh, Central Park woman, the jogger. Mm-hmm. He, he said that the, they should be uh, he wanted them to have the death sentence for raping her or all the terrible things they do. Well, they were found out by their DNA and other admissions from other people that they weren't guilty. Mm hmm. And they were all released. I think that was last year or the year before. And, oh, and what, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah he, he just doubled down on it. He says, I don't care what anybody said. Well, then let's be fair, too. You got Biden making that stupid ass comment that he made last week, too. Yeah, but that's a whole different thing. That's, a, you know, not because he made a, a silly comment about black people telling somebody they aren't black. I would agree with you. Don't talk for black people. Yeah. Just, I mean, I these guys. These guys don't think, man. People don't think before they act and they speak. And it's sad to think that in the year 2020 that all this stuff still goes on with these people. Yeah. It's delusional. What the, you know, I hate to use the word, but what the fuck is going on with people to think that this is acceptable, you know? Yeah, I I would agree with you. Uh, I I would agree with you. And, you know, it's, uh, and there are things that I guess you call false equivalencies uh, of things like that or yeah, buts. I think what Biden did was a stupid thing. Um, it, it showed you that he was uh, that he should, you know, it showed you that he, he shouldn't be talking for black people or talking to black people, you know, like that. Don't tell a black person he ain't black because he's doing what you're you're saying. But it's a different thing than what these other people are doing. Oh no, absolutely. I'm not. Yeah, no, and I'm not making an excuse. I still for think it's Biden. a bad thing what he said, man. Oh, absolutely. I think it I think was uh, ignorant as, as it comes when he's and he admitted that he stated right back. He said it was cavalier. Yeah. Yeah. And in no way, shape or form is it to the level of this crap, man. You yeah. know, I mean, it that's a dumb comment and a stupid thing to say. And it's completely wrong to say it that way. You know, but here you got these guys doing this. stuff. This just it's it's criminal, man. Well, then you got this other uh, this other jabron that runs our country here, man. He's going to he's going to cancel social media. Did you see this today? He's he's going to he's cracking down on Twitter and Facebook. Did you see all about this? Yeah, because he's lying. He's saying that Joe Scarborough, the host of Morning Joe on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough used to be his, you know, a pal of his. Donald Trump in 2015, when he was running for president, was on Morning Morning Joe all the time. Uh, Friends with Morning Joe and Mika. As a matter of fact, I believe they were at his weddings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hillary Clinton was at his wedding. Yeah, with the you know these people were all friends. However, what happens with Donald Trump is once you keep saying something about him and you're not supporting him, he does the old Roy Cohn thing I've mentioned a million times. You know, the uh, you attack people with nothing but lies. He's a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just lie. That's an old thing that all authoritarian dictators use, criminals use, grifters use. Um, you, you know, it's called the false illusory effect. You create a false illusion about you. And I'll say, I don't, you know, you catch me doing something and say, you know, I still, you stole money. I see a piece of picture. I stole money. You fucking stole money. And I create a false picture. And then my, my supporters say, yeah, I, I, John stole money. I bet he did steal money. And now you're defending yourself mm-hmm. for stealing money. So, of course, Morning Joe is a very popular liberal show on MSNBC, and uh, they cannot stomach Donald Trump. Uh, they are the one, 180 degree opposite of Fox News. Everything Trump does, he's an asshole. And uh, they, they're busting him. I mean, look what he's done with this pandemic. He's just ridiculous. It's 50 governors have 50 different plans. It's a clusterfuck. And uh, then some. You know? And then some. And uh, they're pointing out legitimately like other people are. He's lied. He's, he didn't take action early enough. He blames other people. He's blaming China. Then, he, then he's not blaming him. And then he's giving out false information. He's doing everything. So he says that Joe Scarborough, he finally had enough of Joe Scarborough. And said so Joe Scarborough must have been having an affair with somebody, a woman who worked for him in 2001, a woman who had fainted, hit her head and died as a result. And he's trying to uh, imply that Joe Scarborough was involved in this and killed her because they were having an affair. And it's, of course, it's not the truth. Not be, I'm not defending Joe Scarborough because I, you know, I love him or anything. 
that that happened 19 years ago and it was an, she had a medical problem she fell down and hit her head and this happened and the people the woman's family and late uh, husband you know what I, I guess is remarried i don't know the rest of the story but he said hey mr president this didn't happen stop this are you crazy you're bringing this whole thing up regarding my my uh, late wife none of this ever happened this is not true Mm-hmm. And he's saying he's going to open up a new investigation. That the, you, know, you tell the rest of it. I mean, it's fucking crazy. No, and he puts I mean, it on Twitter, and Twitter finally had enough. They said they fact checked it. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook, for that matter, did it too. Uh, they they fact checked him, and they changed his post around, or some or something to the extent of that. You know, where they they flipped his material around to make sure that it was factually correct with what he was putting. And then he was talking about voter fraud and that there was going to be voter fraud and all this stuff and all these other things that about the voter fraud stuff. And uh, they, they hit him right on it. They were like, no, absolutely not, man. People have been <laughs> voting by mail all the time. The military votes by mail. You can yeah, vote well, he, by he, mail anytime you want. He, he, he had a hard on for this topic there, man, and everything. And, and uh, they they had enough. And then he's going to and then he said today that he's going to that they're done, basically, is he they're going to they're going to be on board or else he's going to silence them and it's going to become serious. So I'm like, what is this? What is this guy? Mussolini? You know, actually, is, yes. Is this is is it is this like a communist regime here or, you know, has he been hanging out with Putin too much? <laughs> uh, actually, they're all the, the actually all the techniques are the same. Erdogan. Absolutely. Uh, Putin, him, uh, Mengele from Germany in World War II, uh, Mussolini, uh, uh, you know, uh, governors and mayors and U.S. politicians, uh, you know, and, and when our country was really uh, involved in heavy racism before the Civil Rights Act of the 60s, these are all the techniques that are, that are used. Uh, you know, you say this, you know, you're an enemy. I, I don't mean to keep telling people listen to my shows. Listen to my show on that says you might be a cult member. There's a difference between being a fanatic and there's a different between difference between being a cult member. And all you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, don't believe me. I'm not even going to tell you the features. As a psychologist, if 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 you came to me and you said, "What do I have, Stan?" I said, "Anxiety." And you say, "How do you know?" I would give you the symptoms that make up the legitimate definition of anxiety. You know, whatever they are, there are legitimate definitions of behaviors that people have when they're cult leaders and cult followers. Okay, this fucking guy, and I'm not going to apologize for calling him this fucking president. This fucking guy is a cult leader, besides being a carny artist and a grifter. And cult leaders do that. Anybody who questions them is fair game. You cannot question a cult leader. You have to follow them blindly. That's why cult leaders like Jim Jones, remember the guy in Ghana, everybody drank the Kool-Aid, yep. the Hale-Bopp people, yep. Waco, Texas, Charles Manson, the 12 tribes, whatever the hell they are, <laughs> uh, the, the Mormon church, I guess people have said. I, I didn't even know when I read it. You know, the Church of Latter-day Saints is considered a cult, the Jehovah's Witnesses. They have very strict friggin' rules. And when a leader says something, you know, Look at Trump. It's the same way. He actually told a reporter yesterday. This stupid bastard actually told a reporter in a White House and said to them, take off that mask. I can't hear you because they're trying to make out now that if you wear a mask, you're like a Democrat and you're stopping work people from going back to work. Are you fucking crazy? If you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask, what you're doing is you're being disrespectful to other people because if you, there's, the testing isn't even accurate for the shit half of it, which they found out already. Read the papers. That isn't a hoax. That's reality. Millions and millions of people haven't been tested. So you don't know who has this thing. You wear the mask to protect other people from you passing it to them. Like if your mom or dad were in the hospital, I keep saying mm -hmm. this, what world have you been in? If your dad is in the hospital with a heart condition and you have a you know, bad cold, they'll tell you to put a mask on. They don't want your dad getting pneumonia with a heart attack. He'll die. So this is no different. And it also protects you to a degree. Now, his own CDC, he's in charge of the CDC. He's in charge of the FDA. He, they work for him. It's his government. They're telling people, wear a mask. 
That's what the dentist does, doesn't he? When he works on you, forget about the pandemic. If you went to the dentist and he put his bare hands in your mouth like years Fuck ago, no. would you let him fucking do it? Goddamn right. I'm not going to allow him to do well, it. Why would, you, why would you? You're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. 100,000 people have died. That isn't a hoax. Well, you got to hear this this one that I got this weekend. He's here. fucking crazy. Yeah. We'll do sports on the next episode because this. Sure. It, it will just will, this is just a fun episode to talk about what's fucked up in the world right now and the things sure. that are going on. So we'll, just, we'll do sports on the next one. Absolutely. So I, I, I totally I never, agree. No, I never even told you this one about this. So this dope sent this to me. I'm just going to say a dope, but I don't even care about saying his name on here because he wrote oh, it. No, 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 I'm not going. I'm, I don't care. He used to do a show on our network. I'll say that a long time back. Um, the guy's a fucking dope uh, of the first order. Like, I, I mean, I, I'll just I'll just say that he's a, he's a dope. His brother's a nice guy, man. They did they did a show on our network for a while, and I was pretty glad that they ended up co- taking off and going and doing something different. Mm-hmm. The show was just dreadful at certain points, but mm-hmm. they were he. I thought he was a nice enough guy, you know, and all this stuff. His brother's a super nice guy, and I, I really like his brother, and I, I liked him to an extent. I started started seeing all these fanatic things online that he was mm-hmm. putting up all the time about. Democrats being in liberal people who have liberal beliefs being that like the uh, most evil people in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that are causing all these things. And then I start seeing all these things that, with, that he's putting here that liberals are what's pr- wrong with this world. People who support mm-hmm. homosexuality and allow it to, to be to be done and say it's fine. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy? Is he high? And you know me, I don't get into it with people online. I stay out of that. You know me. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm just not my thing. And I, I remember I put on this thing. I said, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, I said, who are you to label everybody in a way? It's like if I was to label somebody that has conservative beliefs and say that every conservative is a nutcase, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's completely irrelevant, you know, wrong. And and I'm not going to say that because I have a different set of beliefs, you know, or whatever it is. So I said to him, I said, what the hell is wrong with you? And And we've been bantering back and forth. He's honestly, I would just see his stuff and I unfollowed him. And then it still would pop up on my timeline on Twitter there. And mm-hmm. I like, like I said, I like his brother a lot. His brother's a really nice guy. And, and mm-hmm. if he hears this, uh, you know, it's not an attack on him, you know, and it's not an attack on this guy. This guy went up and, and made some just awful comments about people. And he ends up sending me a message and says to me, you know, John, you claim to be a Christian. You support everything the Bible says not to. Every God-loving person that I spoke to are against what our governors are doing. Uh, they include pastors and churchgoers. It's mine and every true Christian and every true Christian's duty to inform the people like you who are brainwashed or uneducated. That oh, they, I saw that. Yeah. No, this is a private message, actually. Yeah, you showed it to me. Yeah, this was. Uh, I probably didn't show you this part. Okay. You know, so he went on to tell me that my beliefs were wrong about mm-hmm. what the Lord teaches. That I support a party who murders innocent babies, allows illegal criminal activities, are racist against blacks and Latinos. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. um, all right, you know, whatever, dude. Endorses same-sex relations. They're fear-mongering, and the political party spread is unhealthy and wrong. Um, that Democrats is why um, people don't claim to be one a part of the party. Trump is a, is is as bad as Biden, but. You know, this is who I would pick to align myself with the front lines of fighting the devil, misinformed people going down the wrong road. I was told I was Um, I need to turn to the good book and get properly educated, man. You know, so I I sat down there for a second and I said, uh, you know, I said, I'm going to think this one through for a second and uh, make a long story short here. I'll read my quick reply. I said, you know, you may not know this about me, but I'm a licensed minister, which I am, you know, and I did go to a uh, fairly extensive, uh, you know, theology classes to be able to go get that. As you well know, my friend, you have performed services with me. Yes, I have. They were beautiful. Yes. Um, I've spent my life and I I told him, I said, I spent my life uh, now trying to be the best spiritual person that I can be. I try to value and teach Christ as well as I can. I said, I'm not perfect by any means in, in any means, shape or form. I said, who are you to tell anybody that they're not Christian because of that? Who are you to make that determination? I said, who are you to determine Christianity to somebody? And who are you to determine God's faith 
God wants us to love one another. You know, and this isn't a religious sermon for anybody. This is just the context of what the ignorant, the just the ignorant nature of people going around and how bad. I said, God teaches us to love one another, to accept one another for who they are. And nowhere in the Bible does God thrash on people who are homosexuals. You know, the abortion debate can be gone back and forth a million times, but that's not even it. God teaches us to love one another. And that's what I said. I said, I'm not perfect, but I do know one thing is I go, my life is lived to the best way that it can be following God's directions. And I follow it well. And I said, to to question others, Christianity is an unfair and illogical critique of the finest degree. And you know what that got me? That got me blocked. And I'm fine by that because you know what that says to me with people? That people don't want to hear the facts. They don't want to hear the truth. And that people are so quick to make a judgment on things as we've talked about today or a judgment on people that that's the way that this world has is, is gone to. And it's a sad thing, man. You know, I'll tell you the truth. Um, and forgive me. I know I have an annoying habit lately because I've got so many shows in the um, uh, sh- so, so many shows in the uh, in the bag there. Uh, and for the people listening on, the, and, uh, on this show, I, I'm not trying to promote my show here, John. When yes, I'm you are. Is, no, no, no. <laughs> the reason I was actually telling this to my wife the other day, she says, and you were teasing me, you said, man, you just love this podcasting. To me, it's like an audio book. It's like I'm writing a novel and each show is an episode. Uh, and it's a reference uh, to that. And this thing that you brought up is, 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 is really part of one of the shows that I did called, you know, the, we don't have a shared sense of reality in this country. And that's the problem that you're describing between you and uh, that fellow, you know, giving you all those things about religion and you talking to him about something and this racism problem that we have, or when we were sitting in the restaurant in Oklahoma and somebody thinks they have the perfect right when we're minding our own business to, to give us a dirty look because they, they don't think that your wife and your son and your baby daughter uh, there are good enough to be part of their culture. They don't have a shared sense of reality with us. Mm-hmm. We see things totally different. It's it's like the abortion thing, you know. And I can see things like that are, are the worst examples and the best examples because there's mm-hmm. there's good points on both sides. Sure, in my opinion, for that. But the vast majority of other things are where I think there's a serious breakdown with people looking at reality that people are into denial people are into rationalization with things people are into their bias with things they become fanatics against people for people their judgment becomes impaired and they become complete they become completely non-critical thinkers and mm-hmm. they make decisions based on pure emotion and not on reason not on fact not on argument not on evidence, nothing, nothing. And people think that's okay now. They've always thought it's okay. But particularly now, they have tons and tons and tons of information that's out there on social media. Most of it, uh, they don't know the first goddamn thing about it, but it's, it's derived in a form that they can grab and refer to, and then somebody thinks they're an expert. Yep. And they just pick out the things that they want to pick out to support their thinking. And there's no talking there's no talking them into any kind of um, a shared reality or a shared understanding. I mean, you're also trained as a social worker. I'm trained as a psychologist. What would you do with a with a husband and wife who are arguing? Does one person is do you do you teach one person to be the winner and one person to be the loser, or do you teach people to create understanding with one another to explain what they're seeing and feeling and thinking and doing? It's the latter. Yeah, you don't teach people how to argue better. Like if you're seeing a, a wife or a husband in a marital relationship, one person you know say, "Well, well, I'll show you how to win that argument with that stupid bastard at home." You know, use these techniques. You don't do that. You try and get both people in there and say, now, what do you see here? What makes it that way? What do you see? What makes it that way? And how many times have you ever seen two people sit down and say, gee, I never thought about that. I didn't know that you see it that way or you feel that way about it. You know, and it creates some understanding. But uh, we don't do that. Does the president do that? No, he lies. He lies. And then that's bad enough. And then you have intelligent people, people who know better, and they support them. 
and they support them. And then the average Joe or Jane, people like you and I, people, you know, middle class people, working class people, working stiffs, what are they left with? They just they pick up their own false narrative and say, everybody's a goddamn liar. I don't know who to believe. Mm-hmm. Stop saying shit like that, ladies and gentlemen. You should know who to believe. You should be you should be telling yourself you are capable of being a clear thinker. Mm-hmm. No, I'm being serious. If you I don't get the, you know, like just to one quick second from use something that everybody knows with the pandemic. If if you don't realize that we're in the middle, hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pandemic. You got to be careful for yourself and other people. You don't have to, you don't have to live behind a locked door, but you have to be careful. You have to be considerate. You know, black people, white people, people, you know, calling up and lying about people based on their race or choking somebody. Hello, Mr. Policeman. You don't put your fucking knee on somebody's throat for seven minutes and all your weight on it. Right? Yep. I mean, am I being rude? Am I being obnoxious doing this rant on it? No, you're being true. I mean, come on, man. What's the malfunction in our head with this? What don't what don't we get? Lord only knows, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. Lord only knows. It's like when I speak to somebody who's um, a, a very conservative person with religion, and I'm with a, a very liberal person who believes in abortion, and they get in a violent fight over that. And I want to say, hey, man, I understand that you know women want to be in charge of their bodies. They you know they're carrying this baby. I also understand that two, it takes two people to make this child. Somebody may have a feeling if you're carrying their child, you you know, and they don't want you to do that. I can understand if somebody has religious beliefs and they feel this is a horrible thing to do, that you're mm-hmm. just taking a lot. You know, they're, they're not easy issues. Nope. They're issues that that are decided based on the culture that we live in. That there'll be people 200 years from now will look at those arguments. I don't know what they're going to say about them, but we'll say, you know, hey, man, what were you thinking? You know, what were you thinking? I agree, man. You did stuff like that. I agree. I think it's food for thought for everybody, man. Well, I don't know. What do you think of today's show? I think it was a good one, man. I think it was good topics. I think we brought the fire. We brought the heat. We brought some good topics out. And I hope everybody enjoyed it out there. As always, make sure you rate, subscribe uh, on whatever whatever platform that you listen on, whatever you, whatever you listen to, whatever podcast server it is. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. You can expect a new show, as always, every Wednesday, every Sunday right here on Does Father Know Best. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this show. And once again, go check us out on social media, on Twitter, at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D for Stan, and at WWR Podcast for myself on Twitter. Check that out. We have a great website, rcpodnetwork.com. It's got a list of all the great shows we got. We, I think we have 11 shows on the network now in total. And we're also part of the great team over at the Publisher's Desk who has a bunch of shows over there. Um, so make sure you check that out as well. Stan's got a show that he does six days a week, every day but Saturday, called Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. So make sure you check that out. There's about 417 episodes in the can. So you can be listening to Just Thinking for about a year straight if you wanted to. Hey, wait a second. Let me start with the first show. I want to tell you all about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We'll be here. We'll be here till my 90th birthday, man. Well, but aren't you happy that you've got a passionate podcaster on your hand, Ben? I'm not a half-stepper. No. It's the one thing we got. We got a great team over here, man. And, uh, you know, you put out six shows a week, and they call me Johnny Podcast, and that's a joke in the beginning of the show for a reason, because we're cranking out shows here. Uh, I think the Wangland boys crank out a plenty of podcasts. Well, don't you think so? I think so. And you know what's the nicest thing? I want to thank the people for listening to the show and the very positive response that we've had. The numbers based on our analytics for a brand new show are very nice. I appreciate that, folks. Uh, you know, just like my show, and I know your show is very successful, John. It's uh, very gratifying. We're, I'm very sincere. I know John is very sincere. People in the network are very sincere. Um, I, I love this platform that we're on. And tonight's discussion to me, it was so important to get that off my chest. I feel like with our audience, John, it's uh, the only thing I was having a cup of coffee here, uh, but it would have been nice to just have a beer and have some of our listeners with us because this was just like sitting at the bar, just, you know, shooting the shit about life. 
and uh, that's a blessing. So yeah. thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, it sure is. It really, it really is for everybody, and we appreciate all your support always. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, we uh, we couldn't be growing in, in all the shows and the things that we're doing, and on this show, Does Father Know Best? If it wasn't for anybody that, if uh, you know, is out there, you know, listening, we appreciate that so much. So continue spreading the word, and uh, just know we'll be back with another episode on Sunday. We're, we'll hit up on some sports talk on Sunday, and uh, we'll have another great episode for you then. So until then, be good, be safe take care of yourselves and most importantly be good to one another we thank you all for listening to does father know best right here on the reality check podcast network and the publisher's desk network